This is RPCC On Air. And we're back for episode 15 of RPCC On Air. New situation, guys, so I have to say it. We are semi. Say it with me, Jeff. Remote. Yes, yes, yes. We sound like a newsroom at CNN right now, or or Fox for our listeners, not CNN. Um, we're back in the office, but we are socially distanced. Uh, Jeff is at a desk behind a glass wall. I am in another separate glass walled room. Um, it, it feels weird, but again, new normal, whatever that is. Uh, we're excited to be back and, and keeping up with our promise to bring you more candidates and more news about what's going on in the RPCC and in Cuyahoga County. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you guys someone that you, you all should know, Mr. Kevin Kuzma, uh, your candidate for State Representative District 15. Kevin, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on. No, no problem. Uh, Kevin, or... Kuz, as I like to call him, is uh, one of our contemporaries, um, a, a, another uh, a young Republican. We talk about it all the time, about uh, the future of this party and what that looks like. And it, and it includes bringing in people like Kevin, um, like Jonah Schultz, like Freddie Moore, who we'll end up talking to in another segment here. But just to give you guys a little bit of background on who candidate Kuzmal is, uh, he is a Parma public school graduate. Uh, won't hold that against you at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's also a uh, John, John, go ahead. I'm a, I'm a two-time Parma school graduate. I graduated Normandy twice, went there for preschool and for high school. Wow. Brag away, Coos, brag away. Um, he is also a uh, graduate of the illustrious John Carroll University, both in his bachelor's and his master's, uh, which he got in business administration. Um, and I, I will say he did that in a very short amount of time. What was the total amount of time that you were at John Carroll, Kevin? I was there for four years, got my undergraduate business degree in three years and a large part from the AP classes that I took while I was in the Parma City School District and then got my MBA my fourth year at Carroll. The guy's not wasting time at all. Uh, mind you, during those three years he was there, he was able to study abroad both in London and Northern Ireland. Um, he, he was doing things, uh, not only working with the faith community, but also working with the business community during that study abroad. Um, a former real estate appraiser's assistant, so this guy can call values for you. Um, you know who could have used you a couple of weeks ago is Jeff because Jeff just recently dug himself into a hole of being an adult of buying a house. So um, Jeff, you should have called Kev a couple of weeks ago. That was yeah, I don't want to talk about this process right now. You know, it's it's I'm in uh, I'm in the fun part of ripping everything out. So <laughs> yeah, adulting man, it's it's tough. Um, and currently, he is a project man manager for a manufacturing company here in uh, Cuyahoga County. So. That's Kevin Kuzma, guys. That that's who he is. Kevin, is there anything I missed or anything else that you know people should know about you, about who you are, and kind of what you represent? No, I, that was a great introduction. That's much better than what I could do for myself. So thank you on that, Colin. Uh, I've lived in Parma my whole life, all 26 years. Uh, one other thing uh, that I touch on is I'm a 
former board member for the Parma City School District, uh, served on there in appointed position in 2017, which was a very eye-opening experience for me. Yeah, yeah, and that actually leads us to our next question, um, you know, uh, that I'll take, and then Jeff can have the next one here. Um, so, you know, you're running for office this time, um, and I, I, I know this isn't your first running for office, but more particularly, um, as you referenced, you were a school board member. People don't realize how important school board members are, do they, Jeff? They, oh. they, they don't realize that, you know, we talk about um, how, you know, these college campuses are indoctrinating our children and pushing a liberal agenda. The same things could be happening in your public schools, um, yet we cannot find candidates that are willing to put their name on the ballot or even step up to the job to be a school board member. So, uh, Kevin, if you can just kind of briefly tell us, what was it like being appointed in 17 and what did you really learn about government, about the way, you know, things work within the school system or otherwise? That's a great question. I've lived in my whole life in the district, so I'm familiar with the Parma schools, but it was, it was a whole nother thing to be actually in on the school board. Um, for the, uh, I like to say the school board is a part-time job with a lot of full-time responsibilities and that's that's true i mean there's a there's just in parma there are 15 different buildings just at the time i was on the school board a little over 10,000 students there wow. a lot of faculty um and at the time i got on there there was a we had budget cuts there was a lot of issues that prior administrations were trying to deal with and we were still dealing with so it was it was it was crazy. It was crazy to say the least being in there, but it was, it was really rewarding. One of my favorite things to, that I got to do on there was go into one of the elementary schools and uh, do reading uh, to okay. the elementary school classes. Fly High, Fly Guy was the book that I read, which I actually liked reading when I was a kid. And uh, <laughs> it was great to interact with them while doing that. That was one of my favorite things doing that. Yeah. And, and, and as far as the school board, um, Again, you know, what we're not going to do on this interview is shy away from the fact that you are a young person at all, because I think that's very <laughs> important in politics. And, and you know, um, I, you know, some people in politics class saying you got to be this old to have an idea. That's not something we believe in here um, in the Republican Party of Cuyahoga County. Uh, we actually support young people as much as possible. Um, key, key point of this episode's average age is going to be about 27. But, you know, were you one of the younger people on school board? And what was that experience? By like? far. Yes. Yes, by far. It was it was very strange, actually, when I went in to swear my oath to my seat that I was appointed to. My former middle school principal was actually an administrator. And I walked in and he was kind of looking around because he knew the meeting was going to be for the next person to be appointed to the school board. And then he came up to me afterwards. He's like, you were one of my students just a couple of years ago. And uh, it, was, it, was really, it was really cool to be able to have the relationship that I got to have with the administrators and teachers that I had just when I graduated from the high school at Normandy High School in 2012, and then coming back in 2017, five years after that, to being on the school board and working with them for the betterment of the district was, was awesome. I loved it. That's great. We, you know, young people taking charge, taking the bull by the horns and, and saying, uh, I'm not going to wait my turn. I'm going to make my turn. Um, I think that's really important. Jeff, I'll let you go here. 
So I always love hearing about people's experiences and how they go through things. And obviously they are very eye-opening. Uh, one of my teachers in college, professors in my economy class always told me the best way to learn is through experience. So it's always good to hear that. And I'm glad that you have that experience. So I kind of want to transition now into seeing what is motivating you to run right now, because you are running for state representatives. So why? Just tell us why. It's a great question, Jeff. I want to try to change things in the district. When I was on the school board, I would talk to the residents in the community and I really was getting the vibe that their voices weren't being heard and that they just were not connecting with their elected officials. They didn't feel like they had a voice. They didn't feel like people were talking to them. And so I want to bring that to Columbus. I want to, I want to bring their voice in the district where they feel disgruntled or whether they can't, politicians aren't really listening to them, to their concerns. They don't feel that connection to politics at a local level and going to the state house. And that's my biggest thing that I want to try to bring for the people of the 15th, where I've lived my whole life. So they actually have a voice down in Columbus. Yeah, and so this isn't even the first time that you're running for the 15th district, actually. You ran back in 2018. Um, I mean, first time runner in that position. I mean, I think that you did a great chance or a great job with the amount of funds that you had and just <laughs> the inexperience and kind of going into something new. So I think that that's also a big thing to have on your plate. And I know that since then you've been working um, diligently with uh, just what you helped out all of our Parma candidates last year for council you were knocking doors you were continuing to knock doors this year out and about doing things and then um, COVID hits so my my question to you is basically what's it like running in this new environment it's different it's different I'm still I'm still so happy to be doing it because even by this time uh, in 2018, I didn't even know I was the Republican candidate yet. I <laughs> got the nomination on, on August 11th in 2018, so only had less than three months to campaign and was outspent seven to one by my opponent, but received 44% of the vote in that short amount of time. Which Come was, on, back which it was, up, back it up, yeah. back it up, back it up, back it up. Do that math for everyone who was listening one more time to really talk about how viable of a candidate you are. Um, and again, young people have a voice, you know, like this is really important. Young people, you can support a young candidate and have a chance. So if you can give those numbers just one more time about what's going on there. Absolutely, absolutely. Got the nomination from the Republicans on August 11th in 2018 and was outspent by my opponent, seven to one by seven to one ratio, but received 44% of the vote with that little amount of time campaigning, didn't send one mailer, all door to door, nonstop. Uh, so what, to your original question, Jeff, what people ask about uh, for what I, with everything going on in this, I'm just happy to have time, time to campaign and to strategize. I did not have that back in 2018. So time is just huge still to have, even though we kind of have to, it's a whole different world out there. A lot of Zoom meetings, a lot of phone calls and emails, but still having time to strategize before November 3rd is huge. Yeah, and I, from what I'm understanding is that you'll probably have a lot more stuff with social media. I know that you did run a strong social media campaign back in 18, so I look forward to seeing that again um, with you targeting certain areas and everything of that sort. So, wait, um, wait, wait, Jeff, before you go any further, besides having just regular campaign shirts, 
this guy is, is ahead of the curve, and he's got his own mask. So candidates, masks and bandanas, and and mask and bandanas. Look, it you know campaign shirts are one thing, but right now you're not leaving your house without a mask. Um, you shouldn't leave your house without a shirt either. But you have you have short you have shirt choices. <laughs> but you know if you forget your mask, you're in a lot of trouble. So again, you know candidate swag taking it to the new level. Young people, guys, really thinking on the curve. So that's great. <laughs> My bad, Jeff. I had to add a. Oh, no, no worries. No worries. It's always a great thing to hear about different ways and people are getting out their uh, campaign materials and everything of that stuff and being creative about it. So I know that your slogan is make your voice heard. Yes. And there are a lot of things going on down in Columbus right now. So could you just give us a little thought about what do you think about the speaker, Larry Householder? and everything that's happened with First Energy. It's sad, very sad what's going on down there right now with the corruption that's, it's, everyone will still have their day in court, but the documents are pretty damning, damaging for, for Householder and the other individuals that were involved and that have been arrested. And it's, it's really sad that politicians usually get a bad rap and when you see something like this, it just, it just is, it, it takes away the people who are like, ah, th there might be change happening. There might be something good coming out. Like the people in office are actually trying to do something for the benefit of not just their constituents, but for the state. But then when you see what happened with the FBI raiding Householder's Farm and then arresting him and the four others, it's, it's really sad. Just, there's nothing, no way about that. It's just terrible. Doesn't matter if they were Republicans or Democrats. It's terrible what's going yeah, on. Yeah, because Team Householder does involve Democrats. One. Um, yes. Other, yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that I I I, I want to say is, um, you know, Coos, uh, you're you're a conservative. Um, you really are, especially when it comes to fiscal issues. Um, listen, I've I've even tried to get you to buy a new pair of slacks one time. And you said, "Nah, these are pretty good." <laughs> So that's the kind of guy I want at the state house, you know, someone who's going to make sure that they stretch everything. You did give me some good fashion advice, though, I on try. how to match up my ties with my outfit. So thank there you for you that, Colin. I appreciate that. No problem. But, you know, th those are the type of conservatives that we want in the state house. Um, what I've been saying about the First Energy kind of debacle now, not just householder, was that, you know, the $1.3 billion that was going to go to First Energy was a theft to the taxpayers um, and really didn't net too much benefit for them. So with that being said, you know, there was a lot of stuff that was going on down there. A lot of things that were unsavory being um, done in Columbus. And some of them were being done right on the chamber floors. Um, you know, and, and it will take a moment. We don't really talk about um, opponents on this podcast, but I think uh, your opponent, um, and, and remind me of his name again. Jeff Crossman. Jeff, Jeff Crossman. Jeff Crossman, now correct me if I'm wrong, but he has taken money from First Energy within the last year, correct? He has, he has. Three, three separate times he has. So, uh, you know, if you guys have been following the news, it's, you take, if you take money from First Energy, if you support a householder, if you voted for House Bill 6, you're definitely a part of the scheme. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just something to really think about when you go into the voting booth in November or vote from your kitchen table if that's how you choose to vote this year. Um, think about who's actually involved in these kind of things, schemes and who is representing you in the 15th district. If it's someone like Crossman who's taking money from first injury and involved in all these horrible things, or is it somebody like, uh, 
my good friend Kevin Kuzma, uh, who's who's there just to make your voice be heard. Make sure your voice is heard. Um, Kevin, we got about a minute left in this segment. Um, tell people where they can find you um, and how they can help you out um, in this new normal and all these new changing times with COVID. Absolutely. On social media, Facebook page, Kuzma for Ohio, and then on Instagram and Twitter, Kevin C. Kuzma, also Venmo too. Um, oh, and then yeah, my website. <laughs> And my website, KevinCKuzmal.com. All right. Well, um, you know, uh, again, Kuzmal, uh, a, uh, a local Parma boy, a, a John Carroll graduate, um, a, 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 a true Republican, former school board member um, who is here to make sure that your voice is heard. Um, and he won't be taking any money from First Energy um, or Larry Householder. So we can be sure of that. Listen, listen, guys, it's very important. November or whenever you vote during early voting, it is important that you remember Kevin Kuzma, uh, District 15 for state representative. Uh, and I guess we'll close this segment of RPCC on air, episode 15. Semi, say it with me, Kevin and Jeff. Ramon. How will 2020 census data be used? Where there are more people, there are more needs for public services. That's why the census is used by the government to inform funding decisions each year. But that's not all. It's also used by nonprofits to inform services, by businesses to create jobs, and even by students for school projects. Understanding how the population changes helps us shape communities across the country for the better. Shape your future. Start here. Visit 2020census.gov. This is RPCC On Air. And we're back for RPCC On Air, episode 15. Um, say it with me, Jeff. Remote. Semi. Semi-remote. We got to leave that in there. Um, we're in the office, guys. It's, 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 we are, we're, not, we're not fully back to functioning, but the phones are ringing. People are stopping by. Um, you know, we're here. We're here. We're here. Um, new normal. New. It's like the new, new normal, right? The new, new normal of offices, I guess. Um, but in this segment, we're going to do a little bit of keeping it local. Um, and keeping it local is all about what's going on here at home. And what's more at home to the Republican Party of Cuyahoga County than our own greater Cleveland YRs? Last week, we had uh, Chairman Sticken talk about her time as a YR here in Cleveland and her great memories and where that led her. So today, we actually have the uh, pleasure to have the new Vice President of the Greater Cleveland YRs, Fred Moore, joining us. How you doing, Fred? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys doing? Oh, man, we're hanging in there. We're hanging in there. Um, Probably want to get outside and enjoy the good weather today, but um, you know it's always good talking to you, uh, so that's great. Uh, yeah. Um, so I guess I guess I'll kind of start this out talking about uh, who Fred Moore is, um, and I think the thing that you know came to mind first is that um, Republicans are 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 bred in Cuyahoga County, right? Um, you know, you are born one, and you're made into the family, and 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 you kind of 
make more as you go along. And uh, Fred would tell you how much uh, that is a part of his life in a little bit, a uh, little bit later, but um, he's kind of a transplant plant in that, in that sense. Um, baseball brought him here. Um, he was a baseball standout for John Carroll university. Again, can't get away from those John Carroll streaks on this episode, um, a Canton native. Um, so that that's like, so I never understood the difference between Akron and Canton. Oh, there's a huge difference. Huge difference. And yeah, I had room, I had college roommates that went to Canton. Yeah, it's, what is it? It's like the difference up here in Cleveland, for what I know, from the east side to the west side. People on the west side, they claim the west side of Cleveland. People on the east side <laughs> claim east side of Canton. We don't claim Akron. We have the same area code three three zero, but you know Canton, you know the most original home of the Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know Canton McKinley Bulldogs. Okay. Okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. Um, uh, I, I, I just, I just. So I, I'm gonna say something else about uh, uh, Mr. Moore here, and we'll all understand why he's claiming that first very, very much. Is, it's a big part of him. Um, but he's he graduated from there. He's currently a graduate assistant um, at CSU in the. Uh, is it the Levin College? Yeah, in the Levin College. Um, last the, the last academic year, I was in. Uh, in the Department of Public and Nonprofit Management Department with Rob Zio and uh, Alexandra Higgle. And then this year I, I got moved, I'll be with uh, Dean England in his office. And I'll also be working with, you know, the, the director of the, uh, of the Public Administration uh, Department on working on recruitment for the programs this year. Yeah, Fred, Fred is something special, guys. Um, what he left out is that he was recently a intern at the Greater Cleveland Partnership um, which is where I actually met him last year. Um, and he is also a member, and I'll let you say it, uh, a proud member of, go ahead, Alpha Phi, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Alpha Phi, Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, you know, 06 to the, all the good bros out there. Yes, and uh, that, is, that is the uh, first organization, and they make that very clear at all times. So, um you know, Fred is all around a good guy. Um, and, and we talk about um, his kind of background. Um, if you if you feel comfortable sharing, Fred, uh, tell people how, you know, you kind of got, I guess, bred into politics and, and how much of this has been a part of your life and why that is. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'm from Canton, Ohio. We always kind of look up to uh, Cleveland as our, you know, our big brother. You know, that, that includes, you know, just it being a little bit bigger of a city, um, following, you know, also, the, you know, the Calgary Republican Party is, uh, has a lot of influence on us down there. We, we, we saw you guys grew up watching Lisa and Rob and, you know, them taking over the party and doing what they can. So it was really, it was really good growing up. Um, in Canton, um, I was getting really involved. Um, a lot of my family, you know, worked in and was bred into, you know, the Republican Party down there, you know, working for Rob Portman and doing a lot of different things growing up. Um, so I always was, you know, really excited about the Republican Party growing up, that, that boots on the ground, you know, really putting in that work um, to get where you want to go. So I really love, you know, watching them um, growing up and then uh, pretty much moving forward um, in Canton, I wanted to, you know, get something bigger, getting something greater out of my experience. And that's really what brought me up here was, you know, John Carroll University working with baseball, but I really wanted to be engaged in a county, you know, where the Republican Party was really prominent and really doing things. So 
Um, I started off, you know, working with Colin last year, trying to get involved and seeing what we could do moving forward. Um, and now it's, that's really, you know, been a snowball effect and really helping me get my footprint out here in, uh, here in uh, Cleveland. Um, but yeah, but in, uh, back in Canton, I went to McKinley Senior High School. Um, I, I did uh, the STEM program there, early college, where I graduated with both, you know, my high school diploma and also my associate's degree. Um, so that really helped me, you know, really get moving up here in Cleveland when I went to John Carroll. But other than that, I, I, I just really grew up watching some of those star players up here in Cleveland, and it really got me excited because it, Canton was, you know, we're up and growing in our, you know, Republican Party. We still got a lot to do down there at the Stark County GOP. Um, but yeah, really watching you guys up here in Cleveland is really what got me excited and got me wanting to, you know, get really involved. I, th I think that's great, uh, Jeff. Uh, I'll take. I'll let you take the. I'll let you take the next question in the segment. Yeah. So, Fred, always great to hear from you. Glad to that we uh, got to actually figure out. We'll know who you are. So the thing is that I have for you is that you're new to politics here in Cuyahoga County. So yeah. how's that going for you? It's good. I have so many more phone calls and more people I need to meet up here in Cleveland. It's so much bigger up here. You know, there's a lot more people involved and a lot more, you know, great people to really get out in front of and, you know, connect with. I, I, I love it. It's, it's interesting because it's a bigger city, more people to meet. But yeah, I, it's definitely, definitely been exciting, to, you know, up here in Cleveland. But it's definitely new. Um, you guys are, everybody up here, you know, is helpful. They want everyone to succeed up here, but yeah, it's it's been awesome. It's been an awesome uh, experience so far. Yeah, and um, I have to say that you are a part of a team. Well, you're the main component of a team of one of my favorite candidates, Shea Hawkins. So how's that going? You know, you know, the campaign is is going well. You know, uh, that's one of the things that you know, being the vice president of the YRs is. I'm really exciting about is really get involved in these local candidate races and getting involved with people like Shay. And uh, when I first met him, you know, I was just going over some of the things that he's done, and he really got me energized about you know local candidates and what you can they really do that moving forward. Him being you know a Cleveland Heights native, doing his time down um, at the Senate level, working for U.S. Senator Scott, working for Jim Renacci, it's really showing that you can come from somewhere like Cleveland, come back give out, do your all at the Senate level, and then really bring that back here. And he's really, he's a really energizing guy. He's, he might be on the older side, but he's just like me. He's moving and grooving. And he's definitely, definitely an exciting person to get involved with. And, and that's one of the things that I want to, you know, move forward as with the Greater Cleveland Park, uh, Greater Cleveland, you know, YRs is to get them involved and get them excited about working with candidates like Shirley like Kevin Guzmaw, like Dave Joyce and Matt Dole, people around the area to really get involved with. Yeah, that's awesome. And for those of you that don't know, Fred is the campaign manager for Shea Hawkins' campaign, and they are absolutely hustling right now. It's great to see. So another thing that uh, we always love to see, too, is that you are actually part of the Central Committee. So you are one of the people that are representing the Republican Party party here in Cuyahoga County. So your voice is something that's important to all of us, which is great. We appreciate you being involved with that as always. And um, I want to go back to kind of an experience that you had. I got my feet into politics with dealing with judicial campaigns mm -hmm. and specifically Cleveland Municipal Court campaigns. 
and I know that they can be an eye-opening experience. And you had the opportunity to be a part of a municipal campaign for a Republican judge who was one of the few to actually win her reelections, and that's Judge Marilyn Cassidy. So can you just give us a little bit about that experience? Because I've been there before. I've knocked those doors. I know how it is. Yeah, I, I think that was, you know, an eye-opening experience because, you know, being a judge, it's, it, it, you got to be, you got to work a little bit different in how you approach, you know, the campaign and how you approach this trail being a nonpartisan role and stuff like that. So it was very interesting and I really loved it because it, it really challenged me to, you know, how can I effectively get that message out there to people in a way that's really, you know, promotes the judge and what they do and how they really campaign. So it really helped me to, you know, be an innovative thinker moving forward. And it's really helping me with shape. But there's so many different ways on how we got to, you know, get out there to people, how we can engage them in different ways and stuff like that. So understanding how a judge has to, you know, they're not, they're not privileged enough, you know, as being as like a state rep or a state senator, right. how they coach people and how they, you know, get their message out there. So I think everyone should take the opportunity to, you know, bounce around the different races, people that you can get behind because it'll show you what you can really do once you understand the difference different atmospheres in which you can work under. So I really, you know, I really want to promote that. If you, if there's a judge that you want to get out there and promote um, and help and get on that trail, I think it's, it's definitely um, an effective role for anybody who's young, anybody who wants to get involved um, to definitely see how uh, a judge race is different from others and, you know, and get that experience as well. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I think um, so, you know, that that the days that we went out there with Marilyn Cassidy, I, I would just say that we had Central Committee people who we were calling who we could not get to come out. Um, I had met Fred probably about three days before at a at a lunch at yours truly. And I called him. I was like, hey, man, I need you to come here. And he showed up. Um, but that is because that's who Fred is. That's who Kevin Kuzma is. That's who this younger generation uh, and Brandon Gibson, who's the president of the YRs. Um, is, you know, a, as a person, there are people who, you know, see an opportunity, take the bull by their horns. They're, again, we're not, young people now are not waiting for their chance. Mm -hmm. They're making their chance. Um, and, you know, um, I think uh, Fred's a great example of that. I mean, kids only been here, I'm sorry, kid, but the guy's only been here uh, in politics for maybe about a year and he's already running a really successful campaign. So that's really important. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about Oh, so I'll go ahead. Yeah, and I was going to say to give, go even further, you know, growing up watching Lisa Sticken and how they, you know, approach the game is very important. I like that hard work and that work ethic to get things done. And um, back when I was at John Carroll, I did, uh, I did about six months in Morocco studying, uh, you know, the Arabic language culture. But the biggest thing was political systems. And with that, you know, when I, when I went there, I wanted to have an understanding of what did it mean to, you know, how did you run for government? How did people get inside of parliament? What did it mean to have an understanding of working with media, working with constituents, working with engagement? And that really, you know, made me open my eyes to the opportunities that we do have here in America and how we really engage our, our, our civic leaders, our people, our, our officials and stuff like that. I learned so much while I was over there and what it meant to, you know, have that, that right to vote and what it could mean moving forward for us. And that really energized me to get the young folks involved.
because there's different opportunities to learn about the process here in America that isn't given and afforded to uh, people in other countries and like stuff like that. So I think it's very important for our young people to get involved, be a poll worker, you know, get involved and be a, a you know, working for a judge or working for, you know, a city councilman on the campaign trail because you're going to learn so much and it's going to be very, you know, effective for anybody who wants to run for office later just to be involved in government. You know, I, I think, so I, so the next question I was going to ask you, Fred, is what is your vision for the GCYRs? Well, I think you really laid it out there. You, I think you laid it out that, you know, you want the YRs to be a vehicle for people to get involved, take advantage of all the opportunities you have to learn uh, in this country um, with the political process. And I think, you know, before we kind of end this segment, I, you know, as a brief history of the YRs, you have Senator Voinovich, you have Chairman Sticken, um, and you have Chairman Frost who all uh, were YRs at one time or another. So, I mean, this is episode 15 of RPCC on air um, that we're dropping, you know, here in the beginning of August. Um, who knows, someone could be listening to this podcast 10, 15 years from now and, and saying, there's Chairman Fred Moore um, as YR Vice President right there on the podcast. So, you know, you're amongst um, a, a good uh, lineage of people um, you definitely have the right attitude, man. You know, we are here to support you as the party. Um, we're really excited you have this role along with Brandon Gibson and all the other leadership at the GCYRs. But, you know, I wanted to bring you on in particular to, you know, make this episode whole, show people that as Chairman Sticken talked about in the last episode, we are building for the future. We're building a bench of candidates. We are building a bench of staffers. We're building a bench of campaign managers. All these things are happening right now. Um, so it was a really exciting time to be a part of the RPCC. Um, but with that, man, I, you know, I, you know how we get out of here on this show. So, um, you know, I'm going to ask you to say it with me in a moment. So um, that will be it, guys. Uh, RPCC on air, episode 15. Say it with me, Jeff and Fred. Remote. Remote. How will 2020 census data be used? Where there are more people, there are more needs for public services. That's why the census is used by the government to inform funding decisions each year. But that's not all. It's also used by nonprofits to inform services, by businesses to create jobs, and even by students for school projects. Understanding how the population changes helps us shape communities across the country for the better. Shape your future. Start here. Visit 2020census.gov. This is RPCC On Air. And we're back for uh, segment three of RPCC On Air. Semi, say it with me, Jeff. Remote. Remote. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, we're in, the, we're in the office now, but we're very far apart. We're in two separate rooms for feedback purposes. Um, but I can still see Jeff's desk, which is the important part, because that is the name of this segment, the executive director's desk. And as always, executive direct, director Jeff Drzewski, um, you know, not just a co-host anymore, but putting on that executive director uh, hat here and he's going to tell us what's going on with the party. Um, I know, you know, we just had our elections uh, and now we're doing something really interesting. We're having another central and executive committee meeting. Um, Jeff, what's that's going to look like? So, um, I mean, thank you for the intro as always. 
and just kind of everything that's going on right now is um, we got new leadership in, so there's a lot of changes happening, a lot of moving around. Just so everyone knows, we will be having a central and executive committee meeting coming up here. It's going to be on Thursday, August 6th, and it will be in Berea at their pavilion in the park. So it'll be an opportunity for us to get any of those central committee members that are listening right now that may have fell off and still want to be members and get in or get involved again with the party, a chance for them to be appointed. Also, we will be doing some appointments for all the different committees that we have uh, here. And wait, 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 Jeff. So it's going to be outside. We're going to have an outdoor central committee meeting. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to have an outdoor central committee meeting. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, you know, breathe some fresh air. It'd be nice. We could do our proper social distancing. I mean, if for those people that may not want to sit on any of the picnic tables or think that they need to have a little bit more distance, they can bring their own chairs, uh, pop a squat, and just sit there and kind of listen to what we have going on. Um, also, we are going to be working on a way to do this via Zoom. So I'm currently working with our treasurer, Bob Bodie, and our goal is to record this for people, for those that may be in quarantine, for those that are not in town, or for those that may not feel safe coming together like this, uh, they'll at least be able to be informed on what's going on, how things are going, and just kind of get an update from us. That's uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, so August six out in Berea, uh, we're gonna be you know installing our new officers, uh, making sure that our central committee is up to date. Um, is the executive committee meeting also on on the same day? It's another joint committee meeting. I'm yeah, assuming. Yes, it'll be a joint committee meeting. Um, we'll have to do some appointments for a policy committee and other standing committees that we have. Um, per our bylaws, this is something that we need to do moving forward. And then also I know that we'll have some uh, interesting uh, talks about uh, basically a resolution to support the second amendment that's been kind of on the table for a while. I know this is something that one of our central committee members, Ralph King has been working on a lot. So we'll have the opportunity to finally hear from him on that. And I think that'll be um, pretty interesting. Uh, Michael, for this is to keep it short and sweet. So when I give my report, if you don't hear much from me or if I'm very brief, there is a reason that I wanna keep the meeting moving forward and I don't want to keep everyone together in one place for such a long time. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think that that's really, that's really important. I think, uh, you know, sometimes central committee members may feel like you know, me and you as staff are, are, are not reporting to them at those central committee meetings. Um, but one thing that I would say is, you know, our central committee meetings are usually really important. If we're there, we have a lot of stuff going on. And oh, yeah. um, people want to hear from chairmen. They want to have chairmen, whoever that may be at the time. Um, they want to get their voices heard. Um, but also, you know, now that we have this podcast, I mean, you guys are literally listening to us talk about what we're doing on a on a bi-weekly basis so um and 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 always you're welcome to give us a call and just ask us what's going on you know that's your right as the governing body of the party um even as a member if you want to know what's going on um so i'll be joining jeff in uh my brevity um and and, and you know 
making sure that if we're out in Maria and we're outside and we're together, I want us to be able to enjoy each other as well um, from a safe social distance and, you know, uh, don't want to belabor any points, kind of like I'm doing right now in this segment. Um, but, okay, Jeff, so uh, we're talking about coming together again as a party. Um, I know COVID-19 presents a lot of challenges in that way. Uh, but, you know, we here believe, as we talked about in the last episode, it's important that we get back to that kind of family element uh, of gathering and socializing with one another. So I know there's something that you have uh, on the grill, I'll say, right now uh, that, that you're cooking. So, uh, Jeff, if we'll go ahead. We can announce it right here. Let's do it. Let's do it live. Go yeah, ahead. So what I want to inform everyone is that we will be having the Republican Party of Cuyahoga County's annual family picnic. And this will take place on Sunday, August 30th from noon to 3 p.m. It's going to be in Highland Heights. There's a park barn pavilion out there that will be doing that. So it'll be an opportunity for kind of all of us to get together. Um, my, my hopes are that it does happen. I know that we are making efforts to continue to flatten the curve and it would be great to actually be able to put on an event finally and actually see some people in person and actually just kind of talk and have a good time basically enjoy each other's company instead of having to worry about any sort of appointments or any regulations or any bylaws that we have to meet with so again i want to make sure that people have this opportunity to come out tickets will be ten dollars per person uh we are letting children under 12 get in for free and if you need any more information on that or anything of the sort you can sit there and you can reach out to me directly um there will be a flyer that's going to go out here relatively soon i'm going to put this online for everyone to see and then also i know that um there'll be some sponsorship uh opportunities available for those candidates currently that are running to get some exposure within the party um it's always a great time yeah i think it's um i think it's really cool picnic's always been a highlight of what you know we do here rpcc it's like picnic and the christmas party and then election night right those are like our big things um i i do know that you know we're this picnic is going to be a little bit different um you know i uh i so so i again let's talk about this jeff is the governor's mask rule how is that going to affect the picnic are we all going to be wearing masks is that is that appropriate are we going to encourage or recommend it or how are we going to do that the way that I see it is, is that we'll follow whatever the governor states right now. So as of now, the mask will be required for us to be out in public. I know that um, we'll have the opportunity to sit down and eat and talk. So yes, but please, please, please make sure that you do wear your mask. Um, it'd be greatly appreciated for all of us. And I mean, any of you that may feel unsafe or can't make it out, um, we completely understand. We're not gonna force you to do anything that you're uncomfortable doing. Uh, I thought that hopefully, I, we kind of started planning this out a while ago and thought that maybe by this time that uh, things would be looking pretty good. Um, we're starting to move that way, so we'll see. If uh, worst case scenario, if something comes up to where we will not be able to do this on this date, keep in mind that I will push it back, it will be postponed and we'll reschedule it for a later time. But it is something that we plan to have within the next, hopefully on August 30th, but if it doesn't happen on August 30th, within the next two months. All right. I mean, uh, well, it's good to know that executive director is pushing for us to have a good time again. That, that's great. That's great. Um, 
I feel like I've been in a kid who's been in timeout or grounded for the last three months, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, but in all seriousness, though, um, you know, when it comes to these public gatherings, uh, one thing that I do want to say is that everyone should use their best judgment in this. If you're not feeling well, if you're exhibiting any symptoms, uh, you know, be cautious and, and, and protect yourself others around you. Um, we will make it available for you, whether it's via Zoom or what have you, depending on what the event is. Um, also, you know, just a bit of transparency. I took my own COVID test uh, Monday evening, got the results back within eight hours. Um, and during that time, you know, I, I, was off of the, I was out of the office and working remote. Um, so if you are feeling weird, um, if, if anything feels out of place, please, 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 before you come and join us, which we are very excited for you to do, um, either get tested, uh, you know, do the quarantine time or whatever it takes, uh, because we want to gather, but we want to gather safely. We want everyone to uh, leave as they came. I guess that's the way that what we say it here. Um, yep. And it, if we're able to do those things, we can get back uh, to normal in this, uh, you know, unfortunate, I hate using this phrase, new normal. Uh, masks and sanitizers and, you know, ch checking your temperature every couple of days. So, um, but that's great, Jeff. That's great, Jeff. I, what else is going on down here at HQ, man? I know we got about two, three minutes left. What else is going on? We got a picnic. We got a central committee meeting. What else is going on? So um, I will say that we do have the uh, hot ticket item that everyone's calling in about right now. Oh, oh, we, oh my God. You're going to tell them? Go ahead and tell yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Go so ahead we and do, tell them. We, we do have some signs available. Uh, these are going to be limited to one per person right now just because we don't have a huge amount. And you would have to come down to uh, headquarters to grab one of these. But yes, we do have Trump yard signs available for all of you that are calling in also i do know that if you can't make it downtown there will be the opportunity to go over to independence the trump victory team is opening up an office over there um they're in the process of uh kind of finalizing some things at the, at the actual location i know that they ran into a couple of problems that they had to fix over the past weekend but they look like um everything's good to go here They'll also have signs at their locations. Um, if you're not able to do that, you can always reach out to Leandra, who is the regional director, uh, Leandra Westbrook for the Trump Victory. If you need her contact information, you can get that from myself or Colin. So we do we do got um, the the precious shiny toy, I guess, that everyone wants. Yeah, man, these uh, Trump signs are like Beanie Babies in the '90s, man. You can't keep a hold of them, and everybody wants them. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool. And while we're shouting out uh, Trump offices, I will also say that the Black Voices for Trump office is open uh, over there in Cleveland Heights off of Mayfield. Uh, Talicia Martin is actually running that. Um, and you know, actually a cool little thing that's happening out of that office is our own congressional uh, candidate from the 11th District, Laverne Jones-Gore, um, is also running an operation out of that office as well. So uh, if you have time, once the Independence office opens, I encourage you all to go over there. Um, stop in, get a sign, and see how you can help. But then, additionally, I, I encourage you to go to the Black Voices for Trump office, um, work with Laverne, work with Talicia. I know they have some great things coming up. Um, we're trying to get some big names in there to stop in and, you know, have their own little MAGA meetup. So a lot of good things happening. So, all right, recap. We got three minutes left. Recap. Here we go. It, it, it's a lot going on, Jeff. People ask what you're doing. You're doing a lot here. So uh, we got a central and executive committee 
meeting planned for August 6th out in yes. Berea. Yes. Uh, that, will, that will be outdoors, uh, maintaining social distance, and we're also looking to have a recording of mm -hmm. some sort available to people who still don't want to come out. We are also planning a uh, picnic tentatively for the end of August. So the RPCC picnic has returned, uh, again, following social distancing rules, encouraging people if they're not feeling well, to not show up, you know, uh, make sure that you're going to the doctor, check, checking your temperature if you feel weird, doing all those good things so we can, again, gather in person. And finally, we do have Trump signs in Cuyahoga <laughs> County. Uh, you can call Jeff directly if you need one. He's happy to take your call. He will direct you to the right place. Um, and, you know, the, the victory centers that everyone's asking for, one's going to be opening in Independence for sure, as well as Black Voices for Trump right there in Cleveland Heights. So a lot of good things going on. Um, you know, we've been working pretty hard these last couple of weeks uh, post-transition. And I think, you know, the leadership here is uh, – really came in in a stride and um we're making things happen man look we didn't have trump signs a week ago we got them now don't know how it happened but um it happened so uh jeff thank you uh for letting us sit on your desk for a uh, another segment of executive director's report um and with that we'll close out this episode episode 15 of rpcc on air semi say it with me jeff remote, remote. Thank you guys for listening. See you in about another two weeks. Distributed by FCB Radio Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.